Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. When Marie Curie and her husband Pierre won the Nobel Prize for Physics in 1903, their older daughter Irene was just six years old, and their younger daughter Eve was yet unborn. Little could they have imagined that their extended family would go on to hold more Nobel Prizes than any other. It all started with the romance and collaboration between Marie and Pierre. They met in 1894, when she, at 27 years old, took a job in Pierre's lab. He was then a 35-year-old physicist studying crystals and magnetism, and they quickly fell in love. The next year, they were married. Though Pierre was several years her senior, it was Marie who steered their work into radiation. For her doctoral thesis, she began building on the work of Henri Becquerel and German physicist Wilhelm Röntgen, who had recently discovered X-rays. Marie eventually hypothesized that the mysterious penetrating rays were a property of a given element's atoms. Pierre shelved his work with crystals to help Marie further her discoveries. They set out to measure the strength of the rays by adapting an instrument Pierre developed. Studying an ore containing uranium, Marie noted that it emitted much more radiation than one would expect from the element alone. While investigating the source of the rays, they discovered two new radioactive elements radium and polonium, which Marie named for Poland, the country of her birth. Polonium was 400 times more radioactive than uranium. The pair were deeply devoted to their work and to one another. Yet just three years after they won their Nobel Prize, their collaboration ended tragically when Pierre was run over by a horse-drawn cart. Marie was devastated. We spoke via email with Shelley Emling, author of Marie Curie and Her Daughters, The Private Lives of Science's First Family. She said, From all accounts, Marie loved her husband deeply and was overwhelmed with grief, so much so that she refused to talk about Pierre. However, she eventually published a biography of Pierre in 1923. In it, Marie wrote, It is impossible for me to express the profoundness and importance of the crisis brought into my life by the loss of the one who had been my closest companion and best friend. Crushed by the blow, I did not feel able to face the future. I could not forget, however, what my husband used to sometimes say, that even deprived of him, I ought to continue my work. And continue she did, even though her very presence in the field was somewhat controversial. Marie was the first woman to receive a PhD in France, the first female professor at the Sorbonne, the first woman to win the Nobel Prize, the first person to win more than one Nobel Prize, and to this day, the only woman to win more than once, and the first person to win a Nobel in more than one scientific field. And not everyone of the time thought Marie deserved to share the scientific stage with her male colleagues. So, in 1903, the Nobel Prize in Physics was awarded to Marie and her husband for their study of radiation, as well as to Becquerel for his observation of spontaneous radiation in uranium. But originally, the members of the French Academy of Sciences nominated only Pierre and Becquerel for the prize. Marie was included only after Pierre worked to persuade some of the Nobel Committee that his wife deserved to share the honor too. And at the awards ceremony, the president of the Swedish Academy downplayed her contributions, quoting the Bible in his speech, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make a helpmeet for him. Eight years later, in 1911, Marie was the sole recipient of the Nobel Prize in Chemistry in recognition of her discovery of radium and polonium and her subsequent research into the nature of those elements. 
that time, there was pushback from people who believed she was receiving the prize for essentially the same work, and thus that she didn't deserve it. But whatever anyone thought about it, those Nobel Prizes made the reserved Marie a celebrity. We also spoke with Naomi Pasikoff, author of Marie Curie and the Science of Radioactivity. She said she was a renowned scientist at a time when there were virtually no women in the field. She was a heroine. She was an oddity. In some ways, she was famous for being famous. In 1921, Marie and her two daughters set off across the Atlantic Ocean on their first journey to America, where Marie was mobbed by fans and given a queen's welcome. In New York, Marie was toasted at the Waldorf Astoria, Carnegie Hall, and the American Museum of Natural History, which hosted an exhibit dedicated to her discovery of radium. Universities conferred honorary degrees on her, and President Warren G. Harding held an event in her honor at the White House. Emling said, Until that time, her daughters had no idea that their mother was famous. Marie was nothing if not humble. But everywhere they went in America, they were greeted by throngs of reporters and flashing cameras. People wanted Marie's autograph. The girls were stunned, as was Marie. Speaking of her family, Marie was determined not to give up her scientific work after the birth of her daughters. Emling said, but although she was relentless in her scientific pursuits, she was also devoted to her daughters. It's true that she wasn't able to spend an inordinate amount of time with her children, which meant Marie's father-in-law and others often cared for them, but she did lead by example. Emling added that she was especially involved in their upbringing after Pierre's death. Marie enrolled her girls in a cooperative school in which the parents took turns teaching the children lessons in their areas of expertise. Marie taught physical sciences. As the years went on, Irene took her father's place as Marie's colleague. During World War I, when Irene was a teenager, she assisted her mother in bringing x-rays to the battlefront to treat wounded soldiers. Irene worked alongside her mother running mobile x-ray units in field hospitals and specially outfitted vehicles, which the soldiers dubbed Petite Curies. Pasikoff said, Marie felt so confident in her daughter's knowledge and abilities that she had Irene give courses in radiation to soldiers and nurses. This was even before Irene had earned her university degree. Later, Irene became her mother's assistant at the Radium Institute while completing her studies. It's there that Irene met engineer Frédéric Joliot, a trainee in Marie's lab, whom she married in 1926. In 1934, the couple made an important discovery when they figured out a way to artificially create radioactive atoms in the lab. It earned them a shared Nobel in chemistry the following year, making Irene and her parents the only mother-daughter and father-daughter pairs ever to receive the prize. Though, like her mother, Irene eventually died of prolonged exposure to radiation. But what about Marie's other daughter, Eve? Rather than follow her parents into the sciences, Eve found success as a writer. Perhaps her best-known work was Madame Curie, a biography of her mother that she wrote after Marie died in 1934. The book became a huge bestseller and earned Eve literary acclaim. Emling said, During World War II, Eve became a foreign correspondent, traveling tens of thousands of miles to wartime fronts that included Iran, Iraq, India, China, Burma, and North Africa. Eve went on to publish a second best-selling book about her experiences, this one called Journey Among Warriors. Emling said, when Eve arrived for a book tour in the United States, where her smiling face graced the cover of Time magazine in February of 1940, she was greeted as a celebrity. 
She gave lectures and had dinner with Eleanor Roosevelt. After the war, Ev turned to humanitarian work. In 1952, she was appointed special advisor to the first secretary general of NATO. In 1954, she married an American diplomat, Henry Richardson Labouisse, who later became the executive director of UNICEF. Ev would also travel extensively for UNICEF. And in 1965, when UNICEF was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize, it was Labouisse who accepted the honor on the organization's behalf, making him the fifth person in the Curie's extended family to receive the prize. Ev would die in 2007 at the age of 102. And the distinguished scientific tradition of the Curie family still lives on. Hélène Lazenzolio, the daughter of Irene and Frédéric, is a well-respected nuclear physicist in France. And Hélène's husband, Michel Lazen, is also a nuclear physicist, and their son is an astrophysicist. Today's episode was written by Jennifer Marquez and produced by Tyler Klang. I've been meaning to do this episode for a while, but wanted to air it today because radium is the subject of the first episode of a new podcast that I'm narrating. It's called American Shadows, and it premieres today. It's produced by Aaron Menke and his team at Grimm and Mild, along with iHeartRadio, and it's an exploration of the dark, true stories from America's past. It gets into some disturbing territory, but if you like lore or unobscured, I hope you'll give it a try. That's American Shadows, available wherever fine podcasts are found. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.